people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. On the point of the turn, he's gone for home on Missed Out. He led by two lengths to Wicked Wicky. Round the outside, here comes Mr. Tyndall and Capset into it. 2.75 to go and Missed Out's in front. Here's the favourite out of the bunch now. Mr. Tyndall and Capset's running on also. It's Missed Out in front. It's taking short strides and here comes Mr. Tyndall and Capset. It's Capset coming through the centre. Missed Out and Capset. Capset through in the centre. Takes the lead and Capset. Stephen Royce up to Brisbane. Capset wins. That was Capset taking out the Clon Curry qualifier of the Battle of the Bush series for Jason Hooper and Stephen Royce on a big day for Jason Hooper back in the saddle with a treble there at the Clon Curry and District Race Club program on the weekend. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news and lots of news on the Battle of the Bush qualifiers. Evil I Max successful at Maribra on the weekend and rather salubrious taking out the Gundawindi Heat. We're also going to touch on what happened at Tambo on the weekend. The Tambo Cup was a leg of the Outback Racing Showcase series and Metzen successful there and also news out of the uh, Gladstone program on the weekend. As always, helping us out with lots of news is Rob Luck, who's with me in the studio today. Hello, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. What a wonderful experience to come into the Ann Street Studios. First time experience and what an impressive building this is. It's flash, <laughs> isn't it? I could get lost pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, don't worry, we do too. I <laughs> uh, had the fortunate... Uh, uh, experience of being down for the weekend for the family wedding up at Mullaney and uh, checked out my new granddaughter, Maya, who's going very well. And uh, luckily, my son-in-law, uh, Dennis, decided he could drive me in and uh, make sure that I was on the time for the plane. So, uh, But I still had to fit bush beat in, as uh, always. We're, we're wonderful to have you in here, and it's uh, lovely to welcome you into our, yes, our flash new salubrious oh. surrounds here. The uh, first voice we heard <laughs> there on Bushbeat this morning was that of Andrew Watts, who was calling at Cloncurry on the weekend, and Watts, he's with us on Bushbeat this morning. Morning, Wattsy. Good morning, Tony, and uh, good morning, Rob. Yes, uh, Battle of the Bush uh, qualifier over and done with at Cloncurry on Saturday, and Capset at uh, about 9-1 to one in the old, got the cash for Stephen Royce and Jason Hooper over Missed Out and Mr Tyndall. Yeah, Andrew, um, just before we look at Capset in some detail, across the board, the Battle of the Bush had the three heats at Mareeba, Gundawindi, and, of course, uh, where you were at Concurry. And you could almost say that, uh, without any disrespect to these, uh, well, two of those winners, I thought, <laughs> Capset and Eagle Eye, Evil Eye Mac, the betting suggested that they were the more the outsiders and more, if you like, the each-way chances going into the final. Uh, when you look at Mareeba, Evil Eye Mac, uh, pretty good form at the track, I think, in particular, and Lacey Morrison, a brilliant ride, getting this galloper home over Hit Snooze. It's now placed second. I think that makes it three times in the heats going forward. Uh, but this particular galloper has won out to 12.50, so maybe it's a case of a horse coming into form, whereas Rather Salubrious was in the market, and probably around second favourite at 3.50, and got up over OY, the favourite and stable mate, Miss Bullitz. But rather salubrious and interesting runner to me because he ran third, or she ran third, in the Country Cups over the 1,600. So this galloper seems to perform best around that 1,200 to 1,400. But I, I, th I think we're getting a couple of different levels coming into the final now when you include Capset, Evil Eye Mac, and uh, possibly rather salubrious. They add a different dimension. They may be the up-and-comers, horses coming into form at the right time. But what did you make of Capset's run? Because um, his distances seem to be 1,200 to 1,600 and his form's not so bad. Argento Perlo, Mr Tyndall, I noticed in previous runs. Were you expecting that performance from him? Oh, I actually was, Rob. I um, 
Look, he's an older horse and he was fourth up on Saturday. And if you go back through his runs, this preparation, he was gradually improving each time. And I think the Argento Perlo form from both Hewenden and Cloncurry for both of her wins has stood up. So being beaten two lengths uh, at Hewenden by Argento was probably the form line coming into the race. Uh, pacifiers were in, applied um, by Stephen Royce for the run. And he switched off nicely. And it was a funny old race. The Wicked Wiki didn't quite lead. Bowie Rocks led. And um, sad news out of the race, Bowie Rocks has been retired. But as they turned for home, missed out, put some pace into the race, which was going to suit Capset to have that last shot at them. And uh, he really pinned the ears back the last 50 and, and got through to beat Missed Out and Mr Tyndall. Probably the key thing, I think, in the northwest. Uh, for the Battle of Bush Heats, it's great to see the Northwest will be represented by two Northwest horses. I mean, they're, they've all been um, Northwest horses in both the heats, so it's great to see that two will be representing that area in Brisbane because often we see, you know, switches of regions to qualify. So that's one positive. Talking to Stephen Royce after the race, um, he said he's a, a tricky old bugger to train cap set, and uh, a lot of these older horses do have a few kinks in the armour, so it's trying to keep him... Uh, rejuvenated and fresh for racing and uh, look he, he won well um, I don't think anybody's of the opinion that he's going to go down and upset the apple cart come finals day but uh, he, as you said he adds a new dimension to the race and uh, a well deserved win and Jason Hooper riding outstandingly at the moment uh, treble there that was the second leg of that on the day Rob but yeah Cap said it, it was a good win um, Mr Tyndall a favourite sort of loomed into it turning for home and petered on its run and missed out did a lot of hard work through the middle section and was um, it was exposed late. Yeah, and when you look further back through Capset, you mentioned Argento Perlo, but the form's also there with Tango Rain, I notice, when you go back through his form. So if Tango Rain's the other representative, so they're two very worthy representatives coming out of the Northwest and, of course, by reset. And his form line's 1,200 to 1,600. So Eagle Farm, 1,200. I mean, it's a strong 1,200 you've got to be able to run. Uh, he's not without a chance. Yeah, I, I think he, he'll be a, he'll be a rough chance, um, but yeah, he, he's he's in the final. Um, we, we all know what could happen in, in these big races and big finals. And Stephen Royce, he's a, he's a very good trainer. His horses always look cherry ripe, and I do believe Hoops will get the ride uh, down there come the twenty sixth of um, June. Yeah, those jockey uh, announcements will be very interesting, as with, say, Evil Eye Mac with uh, Lacey Morrison having ridden that winner. And again, it's great to see the different stables coming into the final, in this case, Nicole Homan out of the uh, Atherton area. And, of course, David Reynolds, his f uh, stable's in great form and rather salubrious. It's got form back through Sicilating and uh, previous uh, heat winner Eskdale Girl, uh, which it beat and then got beaten by Jendowie. So a good representation representation of stables and and interestingly it may be of some good country jockeys going there Andrew I, I do believe there are a couple of uh, country jockeys so far in, engaged I, I do believe Fab's Cowboy I'm not too sure if it's Angela Jones but I believe they'll be engaging someone um, one of the country jockeys as we said Hoopit uh, Rick McMahon uh, will be riding Tango Rain as well um, I haven't heard any news out of the Todd Austin stable yet. I believe Ash Butler will be riding Balenti. So, yeah, it, it's good to see. It's it's sort of starting to filter through and get that full country feel. This is something we were talking about over the last couple of uh, Battle of the Bushes and, and Country Cups, Rob, where it must be very difficult for connections to make that choice. Mm -hmm. Do you stick with the country jockey who's been solid with you through all of those country heats? Do you go with the city jockey who knows the Eagle Farm track and every blade of grass there? 
which way do you lean? I can see the arguments uh, very solid for both sides of the story. Uh, for someone like some of these country riders, it's a massive thrill. It's almost like you know, uh, uh, representing for Queensland at State of Origin mm. to be able to go out there and, and ride in something like, well, pretty much any race. You know, if you're going to headquarters to Eagle Farm, that's a, a massive thrill mm. to be sitting in the same jockey room as, as some of these other hoops that are going to be there on a group one day because it's Tattlesall's Tiara Day. But at the same time, um, yeah, if you're a, a, a connection of a horse, do you go with one of the city riders because you think, well, I want to win this race? $200,000 final. And it's such a huge learning curve, particularly if some of these young apprentices like the Angela Jones uh, pick up the mountain, go down yeah. to Eagle Farm and ride there, as you said, being in the same uh, jockey's room there. It's just, I just find that the depth of field is starting to get stronger each year because, um, you know, we've seen we've already got uh, Balenti in there. We've got the, the old warrior Fab's Cowboy in there. You've got Raiden in there. You've, uh, you've got Tango Rain going through. Some of these horses have got some tremendous form and, and now you're getting these newer stables coming in and, and other horses getting the opportunity. And, uh, yeah, it's really moving to that country title or country feel about across the board, Tony and Andrew. Now. Yeah, it's, it's, it certainly is, um, Rob. And <clears throat> I think the concept, you know, it's still in its infancy, isn't it? And I think there's still a few tweaks to be made, but uh, definitely going in the right direction, that's for sure. And uh, we were talking last week on the show too about our evergreen experience, whatever name you want to give our different jockeys in the areas going so well. And luckily, Tony, we didn't put the knockers on them because uh, Jason Hooper, as, as Watsy has mentioned, he continued the trend of these trebles coming through the meetings. And, of course, Jason, we know, has been on the comeback trail after uh, serious accidents or injuries and great photography as well in his career. But he had a good treble up there at Cloncurry. And, uh, Watsy, you're fair to say the uh, the prices on the day, there was only two favourites. I think they bookended the program. Oh, no, sorry, one favourite particularly started off the program. But, but Hoops uh, had no trouble kicking home that treble. Yeah, the first of uh, Hooper's treble was on War Review for Tanya Parry. Uh, sat one off the fence uh, most of the way around outside Dolly's Dream. It was basically a two-horse race the whole way. And he urged it over the line to win by a quarter of a length over Dollar Dream for Kerry Crow and Jason Mavarovic. And Love's Best Hope flew home for Tanya Parry and Keith Ballard to round out the trifecta. But you look at those uh, starting prices for the trifecta, $17 and $12 and 17 respectively. Uh, Smithy's Hammer, the 5-4 to four on favourite, finish in fourth, so it was a bit of a bookies day there. Uh, second race, this was, uh, sorry, second leg of Hooper's winning double was Capset, treble was Capset, and the last was Grand Symphony uh, for Stephen Royce. That made it a double on the day for Royce. Uh, winning by the barest of margins over Dark Archer, who's ready to win for Ray Homan and Nor Yardy. And uh, another nose away in third was Almighty Gold for Damien Finter and Danacia Smith. So, yeah, just a, a short half head covering the first three horses there and Static Lift was in fourth. Other winners on the day, and uh, as you said, uh, the favourite kicked off proceedings. Will beat it for Jimmy Jackson and Rick McMahon. Well ridden, well rated out in front by Rick. Beat back her, who uh, ran a solid second for Tanya Parry and Jeff Felix. And Scarpa was good in um, third for Denise and Keith Ballard, length and a quarter away. Uh, race three on the card, the maiden, uh, was the class three, sorry, was Come Alive. Now, this horse was $26 into $6 for Tanya Parry, the second leg of her winning double. Scotty Giddos uh, rode this one, led all the way over Arking Hard, who flashed late up the fence for Jason Bavarovich and Justin Borden, and Banksy Strikes 
off that Tennant Creek placing filled the third position. And the other winner on the day was the last. Oh, it was a blowout for punters here with Taya uh, for Kerry Crow and Jason Bavarovich, another one of those jockeys you were probably talking about last mm. week, Rob Barra. He's riding fantastic at the moment. He lifted this horse. It was the first horse beaten on the home turn, came back up off the canvas to beat the favourite or worry the favourite, Zagatova, out of it by a nose. Uh, it was a good win, Zagatova, trained by Jay Morris and Rick McMahon, and a length and a half away, Nitro City. A solid run into third for Sean Royce and Jason Hooper. But another fantastic meeting there at Song Curry. About 350 or 400. Uh, they were a little bit disappointed about their crowd. Rob, I said, gee whiz, uh, most country <laughs> clubs would be happy to have 350 to 400. But uh, they do a fantastic job up there. Great fashions and a good day out with a successful six-race six program. And uh, as we mentioned last week, yeah, we Jason Babarovich coming off that trouble. But these experienced jockeys in really good form, Rick McMahon, Jason Hooper, Jason Babarovich, and as Tony mentioned before with that Battle of the Bush, it comes down to that question with the, the jockeying situation. I, I probably like the notion of jockey knows horse, horse in form, jockey in form. You've got a good formula going there uh, that can sway you in that direction quite easily, Tony, mm. that, you know, get them when they're in peak form put them in the right place, get the right barrier draw. Uh, let's see how poor old Fab's cowboy. Surely this year that horse surely has to draw an inside barrier. I hope he does for connection's sake. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, a great concept that's moving forward, uh, Watsy, and uh, we've got some horses and jockeys coming in form, as I've said, and we'll we'll get closer to it in, in coming weeks with the remaining uh, legs, Tony. Where do we head with those? Our next couple of legs, only three to go. We're 13 legs into the 16-leg series this weekend. Gainder and Bar Calden have legs of the... 2021 tab Battle of the Bush qualifiers. The final leg will be at Thangool on the 12th of June. And fully max possibly, uh, and Media Vita too, Todd Austin representatives uh, possibly vying there. Fully max, of course, already qualifying. He's one of the ones I think puts himself right in the market. Uh, but we've got a countdown to that. Watsy, where do you uh, head to next? You've got a big final coming up shortly, haven't you, with uh, one of your calling venues? Yeah, a couple of weeks to McKinlay for the final of the Outback Showcase series, um, which doubles as the McKinlay Cup. And um, talking to a few trainers, I think it's going to be a very strong six-race card up there. I know they have a feature sprint on the day. And uh, a lot of the Central West horses um, that have qualified in the Outback Showcase series will be heading that way as well. Watsy, thanks for joining us on Bushbeat this week. We'll catch up again soon. Always a pleasure. Thanks, boys. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. The further they go, the further in front goes this sand scratcher. He absolutely loves the sand. And it's Talia Fenlon and Absolute Bonza flying up front. They lead by about 10 lengths. Absolute Bonza comes to the turn, takes a little bit widely, but they often do that here at Gladstone. But he'll straighten up with a commanding lead. Running fairly well then for second was Wild Child being followed further back then by Exocet Rocket. It's Absolute Bonza starting to feel the weight a little bit, but he's still nicely clear. Absolute Bonza's going to rob home. Congratulations, Talia. There's your first winner. Well done. She's won by eight lengths. Second was Exocet Rocket. Third home in the race was Wild Child. And last then was uh, Belzoo. Tony McMahon there with the call of the third race at Gladstone on the weekend. Rob, and as he said in the call, well done, Talia Fenlon. That's your first winner aboard Absolute Bonza for Kevin Miller. One by nine and a quarter lengths. Not only did Talia post her first winner for her riding career, 
posted her second with a double at the meeting as well. What a good way to go. Congratulations, Talia, on getting that uh, magnificent achievement. I'm sure she is going to remember that name, Absolute Bonza, mm. because it was such a clear cut. We defeated the stablemate, actually, and Isabella Tay on board there, another young apprentice going well, who actually uh, won the uh, event in between Talia's double. Exocet Rocket in the second and Wild Child, and uh, great calling Tony McMahon. It's very exciting to see this result because I know that uh, she's got a lot of support, uh, Talia. Of course, uh, you know, she's got people like Elise Beak in, in her camp uh, giving her great support. Yeah, re really good to see that uh, across the board support by these other jockeys for these young apprentices coming through. Thanks to our friends at On The Bit Racing Australia and helping us out with the audio of that call there. As we mentioned, Talia with a double on the day, but also uh, good to see Johnny Stevens back in the winner's circle. I know he's been back riding since February and has only had to... A handful of rides at the various meetings he's been at, but great to see him with the first winner of the program. Oh, eh? definitely, and it continued that trend we've seen in recent weeks. These young gun apprentices coming through, but also these evergreen experienced jockeys are also maintaining the form, and uh, John Stevens with God of Mischief for Alan Albert. Now, this Longhorn is a good training effort. First up since June 2020. First run for the stable, and the second win from eight starts, uh, defeating the Barry Phillips train Glam Rock with Hannah Phillips on board, and Moss made Talia Fenyon in the money again for Clinton Taylor into third place. The uh, program continued with the maiden plate and the winner there is a three-year-old filly by Var Pinzero had run third at Tan uh, Thangula's last run. It's called Beautiful Diva, Ross Vague Train. Now, Chris... Chris McIver, very experienced jockey. Good to see him in the winner's stall there. Defeated Barcio Finsetti and a Firestone into third place. And then the, the apprentices do dominated the final three events on the program. We've mentioned Absolute Bonza and that career-changing experience for Talia Fenlon. Uh, deck of Aces for Ian Prizman and Isabella Tay took the benchmark 55, defeating the Damien Rideout trained at Lanning's Paddock and Carton up into third. And then Talia came out and took the final event on the program with Fred Smith's trained RJC. Second at Emerald at its last start, the Dreamscape Mayor, a four-year-old now, defeated Investival and the Decorator into third place over the 15-17. So good to see Talia's wins also coming over those two variations in distance. A 1,000 metres on a absolute flyer, an absolute bonzer, and RJC over the almost 1,600-metre journey. Uh, again, a good meeting out of Gladstone, Tony. We're going to return to the uh, Battle of the Bush Heats uh, very soon. Hope to catch up with Peter Rowe to look at Mariba and Brett Moody to focus on the Gundawindi program. But your last job before we let you get out of the studio and head off to catch the plane home to Longreach is looking back at the Tambo Cup program on the weekend and the latest leg of the Outback Racing Showcase series. And let's concentrate on that race. It was a mount in a skill and Tambo Cup Outback Racing Showcase heat open handicap over the 1,400 metres. Love to see young ownership groups in horse racing and Max Tanks and his team, including uh, Liam Oates and uh, our previous guest, Andrew Watts, are in a horse called Metzen that they picked up from Gary Duncan, now with the Mark Oates stable. What I love about this story, Tony, is that Max has talked his dad, Tony Tanks, into coming into his first ever racehorse. Oh, he'd be thinking, how easy is this horse racing game? <laughs> it tends to be the way. Your first time ever on a track and having a bet, it tends to mean you have a winning day, I think. Goes into his first horse and Metzen. Very impressive. Matty Gray on board. Uh, defeating Billy the Kid and Jarhead. Not only the Tambo Cup, but it was the heat of the showcase, showcase heat open handicap. Unfortunately, Metzen doesn't meet that qualifying condition of uh, needing the three country runs to be 
eligible to go into the uh, into the final. Uh, but he has taken that heat, maybe. He's got two more heats to go that could lead to him uh, making that final. And uh, Max would be pretty pleased with that because he's already got Argento Perlo in the final. But I just think it's, it's great to see when you get uh, a tried horse from the Gary Duncan stable, this six-year-old by Canford Cliff, six win in 35. And he's got a team of young people, but he's got his dad involved. And you can't ask for a better result coming out of that. Uh, from the meeting itself, these young apprentices we keep talking about, Anna Bakos, how well is this young lady going? Again, she comes up with a treble at a meeting, and it's not too far. Anna, don't worry, you'll be on the show coming up in, in coming weeks, I reckon. We've got to get you to talk about your career the way it's really going so well. She kicked it off with an informed trainer out of Augustella called Raymond Fraser. Now, I, love, I know Raymond just loves to get interviewed on track. He, he sort of disappears back behind the building as soon as the <laughs> mic comes near him. But, look, Raymond, you're on a winning streak here, and you kicked it off with King Coney. Now, this is a, a four-year-old by Nakoni that's an ex-mark uh, Connors horse. Having its first start for the stable, got up over Shane Ivers's old licorice, which had been running well in the maiden companies, and Punjabi Savitar. That kicked off Anna's um, first leg of her treble. She then went to the other Raymond Fraser runner in Old Town Road. Now, this three-year-old by Olympic Glory has won at Augustella, Quilpie, and now Tambo. Three wins in a second, its last five. Defeated Music Award and Zebane. That's a good form line. This particular filly is going extremely well, and it was a length margin over Music Award. Good form line out of the race, I think, and it's a time-honoured race, that Golden Classic, cutest class three play, uh, with that win there for Anna. Uh, then you had to go to, where was her other winner? It came up somewhere in the uh, in the results here, Tony. I'll just find where we are here. Or did she only get a double? Did I get it wrong? Yeah, only a double. With only the, a double. Sorry, I gave Fraser. you an extra win there. I was getting carried away. Alicia Ross was the other one, of course, getting the double. And Amabel tuning in with the other winner to make it an all-girls affair with those results. Uh, start with Emma. I've got to congratulate Danielle O'Brien, her first winner as a trainer. Uh, of course, the late Dennis O'Brien. Spolina was uh, uh, the horse in his stable, taken over by Danielle. It was a very close second to Lollipop Rocket at uh, Longreach, the previous start this four-year-old by Epaulette and uh, it, uh, gone, it's gone on with the strong win over Lenroy and Disco Lights. Congratulations Danielle, great to see you in the training ranks and great to see you get the uh, the first winner there uh, on the day at Tambo. Uh, Alicia Ross, I mentioned getting the double. Alicia kicked it off with an inform uh, mare in or gelding, five-year-old gelding by Spirit of Boom, Angels of Fenway for Clinton Austin. Now again, good form line because Nick the Skip had come off I think three wins in the uh, the Charleville area for Shane Iverson. Three quarters of the length winner with Arcade back into some sort of form three lengths away in third. But Angels of Fenway had uh, come off a second behind Media Vita at Aramac the previous week. So a gelding in really good form. Um, and the other winners on the day there, if I've covered them all, came in the last where Alicia Ross's second of the double came up, where she defeated Anna Bacos. Now, this Ferry Me Holmes only had two runs for Toddy Austin, um, and they've both been quite sound. One of them was, of course, behind Sicillating at Tambo at its last start, and it was over 1,600 or 1,400 there. But it really suits getting out to the 1800, the Sham Express. It's had uh, two wins and three minor placings at the distance. And it proved too strong, convincingly, over Master of the Turf and Side Trip. 
So Alicia Ross would be continuing to dominate that Central West Jockey Premiership with that double. Amabel also scoring the um, the win there that we mentioned. And uh, Anna Bacos coming through with the double as well. Ladies in great form and, and Matty Gray, of course, kicking home Metzen in the feature event on the program. Now, at this stage, uh, Rob, the uh, Premiership, the Country Jockeys Premiership, uh, has been updated uh, through to uh, the end of May. Alicia Ross with 35 wins so far, heading Anna Bacos 31, Hannah Richardson 30 and Angela Jones on 29. So it's the girls all the way for 1, 2, 3, 4 before we get Dan Ballard on 27 rounding out the top five. And with that double on the weekend at uh, Tambo, uh, I think it was, uh, where, uh, well, not Tambo, uh, at Cloncurry on the weekend, uh, Tanya Parry's tally now goes up to 36.5, leading the Trainers Country Premiership ahead of Billy Johnson's 29. Todd Austin on 28, John Mansman on 21, and David Rewald on 20. Stephen Roy's also with a double now jumps up into the top 10 as far as the uh, Country Trainers Premiership is concerned. It's great to see that competitiveness uh, continuing and uh, come cl- some close results there and uh, closing of the gap. But uh, that, uh, that uh, jockey's one particularly... Some exciting uh, developments happening there, Tony. And uh, these these series continue to roll through. The Outback Racing Showcase Series, the Battle of the Bush, it's just adding that great dimension to country racing across the board. The Outback Racing Showcase Progressive Points uh, still has Sizzlating out in front on 20 points with those two wins at Bar Calden and Aramac. But running third on the weekend uh, for Jarhead mm. has put Jarhead up into second place on 19 points with two-thirds and a fifth, I think, out of the runs at uh, working backwards, Tambo, Aramac and Bar. Calden, and then a couple of uh, second placings for Spanish Hurricane at uh, Gregory Downs and Hewenden puts Spanish Hurricane sitting on third on the tally there at the moment. This weekend, the next heat takes us to Mount Isa. Uh, it's Mount Isa Cup Day on Saturday, and then the last leg is going to be at Longridge on the 12th of June before we head to that final coming up at McKinley. That point system's quite interesting in there that Jarhead um, is sitting in second place. Mm, Ten points for a win, eight for a second, seven for a third, and it works down from there. Even to run fifth, you can rack up five points. So for these trainers that are targeting multiple heats of this series, it just shows you can rack up some good uh, points along the way. You would probably be racking up plenty of points if you're winning the races yep. like Sizzlating has been. But so far, out of the other uh, five heats conducted, we've had uh, four different winners. Sizzlating's had the only dual winner so far with two legs to come, and it's fairly compact there at the top of that points tally. Yeah, those aggregated points scored in the heats that determines the uh, the rank mm. order that goes into the final, which, you know, gives a good dimension when people are willing to travel and get to uh, all of these different country race meetings. Mentioned that it's Mount Isa Cup Day Saturday and part of the Outback Racing Showcase Series, the next leg of the uh, Magic Millions Far North Queensland Rob Kosh Memorial up-and-coming Stayers Series takes us to Cannon Park at Cairns this weekend. That's the meeting that's been transferred from Innisfail. It's in June Cup Day on Saturday, Rob. We also have uh, Battle of the Bush qualifiers at Bar Calden and Gainder. And Gain to Cup Day will also feature the next leg of the Coast Country Series. And this is all after the TAB programs coming through today. Rockhampton, Thursday, Townsville and Saturday at Bowen. Great to see Bowen with a TAB meeting Mm. coming up on the weekend. And talking about some of the TAB cards, we often look back at what's happened through the week. Uh, We've got to say congratulations to uh, Zach Lloyd and Michael McClellan taking out the $100,000 Northern Jewel uh, handicap for at the Mackay program, the cutest three-year-old event there, beating Miss Lot 1 and Cold Hard Fact. At the uh, Thursday program at Townsville, uh, Graham Cleesey and Manu Potgita rode doubles. Stephen Massingham with a training treble. Bundaberg also had a tab program Thursday and a double there to uh, Rebecca Wilson and Daryl Gardner. Jimmy Orman rode a double at the Sunday program at Gatton. But I want to give special mention to Ryan Wiggins at Rockhampton Tuesday last week. 
Seven rides for four wins, a second, a sixth, and a last placing, just to keep it real, we go. Uh, but four wins from seven rides is pretty impressive. And also at the program there, Garner Taylor, Ricky Vale, and J Jamie McConaughey all had training doubles on the program. Similar to like we were saying last week about Chris Whiteley uh, heading up north. Uh, I know that uh, the Fly and Fly Out guys do have their critics, but at the same time, they do add something to these uh, tab provincial programs, I reckon. And it comes back to that notion I was saying earlier, jockeys in form, horses in form, good time to be following them, mm. and uh, they'll continue to rack up the winners. But I better head to that plane, Tony, so that <laughs> I can get back, catch up at the shop, and be ready for Bar Calden on Saturday with that Battle of the Bush qualifier. And it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, it's not... This is the first year out of the third year that Bar Calden isn't the final heat. Uh, whereas the previous two winners have come through that final heat when they were at Bar Calden. Mm. So it's, it's really starts stacking up now when we, we go through this field and we'll be coming to that in more detail with Scotty Power down the track uh, as the weeks lead forward to uh, the Battle of the Bush final on June 26. But if you've got any news, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. I've got a scoot. I've got to get to the plane and make sure that I get home on time and uh, we'll be back next week on Bushbeat. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week and uh, great to have you in the studio today. Love being here, Tony. It's a magnificent setup. I'm just looking at all these screens in awe as uh, we work here from the console. Good morning to you and good morning, listeners. Getting back to the grassroots of racing, this is Bushbeat. Coming up toward the 440-metre uh, mark as they approach toward the home corner. And it's its news in front here by about a length now. In second placing, Evil Eye Max uh, running a bit of a race. It's come up to second. Supposedly, Wicked, the favourite, is being urged for now. And they were followed by Dream I Can, about ready to set sail around the outside. And the groom is sticking to the fence. Evil Eye Mac went up to eyeball hits news. Supposedly, Wicked getting a second wind. Evil Eye Mac hit the front. Evil Eye Mac in front of the battle of the bush qualifier evil eye mac has got up and has beaten either hit snooze or supposedly wicked then came dream i can the last one home was the, the groom yes evil eye mac taking out the battle of the bush mariba qualifier on the weekend uh, bringing up the second leg of a uh, winning double for jockey lacey morrison and a great thrill i'm sure for nicole homan to have evil eye mac qualified now for the battle of the bush final at eagle farm later in the month hit snooze running second for georgie holt and Charlie de Villa's uh, supposedly wicked running third. Looking back at the Mariba races on the weekend, Peter Rowe is joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Morning, Peter. Morning, Tony. How are you? I'm well this morning. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. It would have been a massive thrill, I'm sure, for Nicole Homan and also for Lacey with uh, Evil Eye Max successful there at Mariba on the weekend. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Nikki's been around the racing game well, since I was a kid. She was one of our leading apprentices up here, had some nasty falls and and gave the riding away and just had a couple of horses in work on and off for probably the last 10, 15 years. And barring one old horse, which was just a superstar in old Karamazoo, she had him in her early days. This would be her biggest win, most definitely. And you couldn't wipe the smile off her face. I could imagine it would have been uh, one of those things. It's it's one thing to get out there and win a big race. Uh, or, well, as you know, it's not easy to win any race. But to be able to get out there and win a big, big feature like that, yeah, the smile would have been ear to ear. Absolutely, and and 100% credit goes to Nicole. This horse has improved out of sight. She's only got two in work, maybe three, um, and he's just come back with the zest for racing. And Lacey's got the key to him, I suppose. She rides him exceptionally well, and a, a nice bunch of owners, and they were all there on on the weekend. And his breeder, Lance McDonald, um, Lance had a, a stroke a couple of months back, and is on the road to recovery. And he was just ecstatic. He was in tears after the race. It was great.
Have you uh, had a chance to have a chat with Nicole? Is uh, Brisbane on the radar? I know it's not easy to get uh, the far north Queensland horses down to Brisbane for the final. Oh, I wouldn't say it's off the cards. She said to me after the race, she goes, oh, Peter, is he up to that class? I said, well, he's won a qualifier. I said, so, so he must be. And she just she's, hasn't locked it in, but she hasn't completely ruled it out. Um, obviously, she's only got a couple in work, so she's got a full-time job that she's got to mm. work around as well. But I'm sure if she wants to send him down, plenty of people will put their hand up to help. Nikki's one of those people that helps wherever she can. So I'm sure everyone in the North will return the favour. And I really do hope she sends him down because, call me stupid, um, but I actually tipped him on the weekend. Our on-the-bit preview didn't go through. Um, there was a few technical difficulties. But he's just he's racing well and... I thought he um, hit snooze and supposedly Wicked had run it along as they did. And I just, I said to Lacey before the race, I said, you're going to get a dream run in this. And it worked out to perfection for him. He took the gap just before the turn and hit snooze. I, I feel for Georgie and Aiden Holt, that's three qualifiers and three seconds for her. But she was trying and supposedly Wicked um, come to the end of her preparation. She started at all 80 favourite. She's racing exceptionally well. Um, Gavin and Casey, Kinley side, the owners were up there to watch and they were they were tickle pink with her performance and said from where she's come to from where, uh, to where she is now, I think she'll be a mayor to reckon with next year. And I think the 2022 Battle of the Bush will be her target. And I think she'll be more than competitive. Peter, the other Far North uh, qualifier came out of Gordonvale back at the beginning of May. That was Raiden uh, winning on May 8, beating supposedly Wicked and Dream I Can. How would you peg Evil Eye Mac and Raiden's form together? Is there a comparison or a line we can draw there? Well... I suppose the only thing you can compare it to is supposedly Wicked and Dream I Can. They'll be in both heats. And yeah. um, Evil Eye Max come out and beat both of them, as did Raiden. Horse-wise, you can't compare them. Raiden's an open, genuine open company, quality horse who's raced well all the way up and down the coast, whereas Evil Eye Max, he's your, your proper bush horse. I think even when Albie Molino had him, he went to you and he did all the bush circuits. And now... Nicole's based on the tablelands. He only races at the non-tabs. He, to me, is what this whole series is. He is a bush horse, mm. and he, he's gone through and he, he's won a qualifier. It was a late idea. He's actually nominated for the benchmark 6,900, and Nicole couldn't get a jockey, so she threw him in the Battle of the Bush as a, a late nom and turned out to be a five-horse field. And and from my point of view, I'd love to see him go down. I, I, I just think it'd be good for country racing. It'd be great for Nicole's profile. She does a fantastic job. She's a very good horsewoman. And it'll be interesting to see Lacey's won both heats, whether or not, if, if she gets a ride on either of them, if they go down, I, you know, Lacey as well as I do, I think she would mix it with the best riders we've got in Queensland. So. Oh, yeah. It'll be fantastic to see her back in town as well. Yeah, very much so. And that's something that Rob and Watson and I were talking about at the start of the show. And it's a real conundrum for the uh, the connections you feel for them trying to work out how they do things. Do you stick with the uh, the jockey that's been winning on your horse and knows the horse so well? Or do you go with a city jockey who knows the track so well? It's a real uh, yeah, conundrum for, for the owners and connections and trainers to try and work out which way they're going to go. It is, but I think in this case, I think Nikki would be pretty loyal to Lacey and... Mm. I suppose she's, she's lucky Lacey knows the horse inside out but also knows the tracks inside out down there because she was based there for a long time. So yeah, no, fair point. I, I'd, love, I'd love to see her go down and ride and it would be a fairy tale to her comeback because she's come back riding as good as ever. Take us through the other results at Maribor on the weekend. Lacey started off the uh, the day winning on Institution. Yeah, it was a well, short price favourite and you, 
you'd like to see him win a little bit more comfortably than by 0.4 of a length, but it looked to dictate and it led and, and did it quite easily. Um, cool Attitude was very impressive first up, 61.5 kilos, another couple of bounds he might have got there. And the eye catcher for me was Elite Jet. Elite Jet was a really honest two-year-old early in his days. He kind of had a couple of seasons where he's been in and out of form, um, but it was good to see him bounce back. And um, Frankie Edwards was the only other rider available with the limited jockeys and actually carried 58 kilos, so three kilos over his allotted weight and only got beaten too late. So that was it was a pretty competitive race, but um, fitness and, and race form shone through an institution was just too good. My sister Sal successful in the maiden plate for Jenny Ball and Emily Cass. Yeah, it was a short price favourite. Um, a lot of late support for it. Trained on course. Her first run as a two-year-old with Rodney Miller was a fair run. Um, did a lot wrong and still ran a really good race. And there was a lot of talk about it being hard to beat. And it got the dream run on the turn. Um, splash of paint didn't take the final turn very well and went bush and gave she's a sinner and my sister Sal a, a real saloon run through and. Um, it kicked clear my sister cell and another 100 metres and it might have been different. She's a sinner was getting home really well and, and they spaced the rest of the two lengths back to Grey Serene, which was really tardy out of the gates, unlike him, and it was a fair run as well. The third race was the benchmark 50 and your dad Trevor successful here with Sunny Cowboy beating Varsity in Speed 8. Yeah, it was a really good win. Um, we weren't sure if he got there. He'd come from well back in the field and Bonnie weaved her magic and weaved her way through and got to the outside on the turn and I know Dad's got a really big opinion of this horse. His form doesn't read fantastic, but we think we've worked out the trick to him now. He, he won a, his first start as impressive as anything. Then the same thing, been in and out of form, but he looks like he wants ground, but when there's genuine speed on, I think 1,200 pulls him up, and he got there in the last stride, which was really good to see for, for Dad. And, of course, Helen Yates still has an interest in the horse. She, she bred Sonny, and a lot of the, the cowboy horses we've raced up this way and Varsity was a good run. Liliana McCormack's got this horse going well and Speed 8, Alan Holmes, he was the class horse in the race that had to carry the class horse weight and he just, just knocked up the last little bit for third. We've covered race four. That was the Battle of the Bush qualifier, which leaves us one to come. And uh, we've been praising some of our, well, we've been calling them evergreen jockeys, these experienced guys that, and girls that have been out of the tracks buying their trade for years and years and years while they're copying it uh, from all of the young apprentices coming through. Great to see Masarabe with the runner form that he's been having lately. Yeah, he had to get the boys on the board. It was a, a female jockey-dominated day, and <laughs> he went out in the last on a very short price favourite, and she's been consistent in the Elias Rainbow, and if she was ever going to win, it was on the weekend. And um, he's up. She won by a length on the line. Hot top, he's racing back into form, which was good. And a little silly I had a lot to do with her in the early days. She beats the best. It was her last run on the weekend for Kristen, and she's off to retirement now, but she went out with a little prize money check in the in the bag, so that was good to see. Well, that was Mariba on the weekend. Uh, racing in the far north takes us to uh, Kansas coming Saturday. That meeting transferred from Innisfail. Yeah, it's great to see that they got in early and um, the track will be magnificent. We've had a bit of rain the last couple of days, so um, there should be some good given that provided we keep the grass at a decent length, which will be good and um, Townsville in between now and then. So it's a good week of racing up this way. Pete, thanks for joining us this morning. Always good to catch up with all the news out of the north. We'll talk again soon. Too easy, sounds good. Peter Rowe with us on Bushbeat. And one more of the Battle of the Bush qualifiers to cover off for you. Brett Moody reporting in on what happened at Gundawindi on the weekend. Missed your favourite segment on Radio Tab? You can catch up on daily interviews and shows with our Radio Tab podcasts. You'll find them on the Wooshka podcast platform and Radio Tab's Twitter and Facebook pages. We're also on Sky Racing Active. Our most popular segments when you want them, Radio Tab podcasts.
The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. And the leader and getting away, Miss Blitz Music, seen under a bit of pressure. O'Way is still there, followed by see for yourself to the outside comes a rather salubrious. In the home running now, she's drifting out, Miss Blitz tackled by O'Way. Rather salubrious with the last shot at them. Rather salubrious, German in Bullock and down the outside, and home she goes. Rather salubrious, too good for O'Way. I think the uh, three of the last uh, four segments of mine on Bushbeat started with a replay of Dave Reynolds' uh, feature win, the Chinchilla Cup, the Wandoan Cup, and there was rather salubrious uh, winning the Inglewood Cup at Gundawindi on Saturday and booking her place in the Battle of the Bush final at Eagle Farm. As I say, good morning uh, all. Brett Moody reporting in on Inglewood Cup Day on Saturday at Tagunsin Park uh, in Gundawindi and rather salubrious a place. Get her in the Country Cup's uh, Challenge final at uh, Dooman at the end of last year. Uh, won the uh, Chinchilla Cup last month. She was uh, second in the Jindawi Cup and already has a placing at Eagle Farm over 1,400 this preparation. I'm sure Dave Reynolds and the Go to Park team, that was deliberate uh, to uh, get her uh, some experience at Eagle Farm. And she'll certainly be one of the favourites, uh, profiling perfectly uh, with that run at Eagle Farm this preparation. But uh, as the boys have already been highlighting uh, in going through the form of the Battle of the Bush Runners, you really need a 1,400-metre horse to win the final, and, and I uh, concur with that, and that is her pet, pet distance, rather salubrious. But uh, And also she can adapt like Saturday. Angela Jones had her right on the back of the speed and poised to pounce. She can get back and run on uh, whatever the circumstances unfold in front of her. Uh, win uh, foiled a massive plunge on the Pat Webster trained OY, who was $4 into two fifty, which was quite a big go with seven bookies there. OY was first up into the race and the lack of race fitness just told the uh, tail at the end looking the winner at about the 150 metre mark. Miss Bullitz, uh, the stable mate to the winner, she ran a gallant third. That was her first crack at the Battle of the Bush after qualifying uh, the week earlier. A rather salubrious though will certainly be a worthy representative uh, coming out of uh, Gundawindi in the Battle of the Bush final. Dave Reynolds and Angela Jones, they had a, a double at the meeting. Uh, the four-year-old River Span a $190,000 Magic Million purse as a yearling for uh, Price Racing. Scored his first win uh, in Queensland at his sixth attempt in the benchmark 55 over 1,000 metres with a similar finish and, in, in fact, almost an identical run to rather salubrious, the back of the speed and just popping off and, and uh, proving uh, too good for the local Midnight Matinee who was uh, anchored with the uh, 64.5 kgs and Riversband got him down late. And, uh, of course, he is a uh, half-brother to the uh, Group 3 PJ Bell Stakes winner in Didham's. Uh, Angela Jones, she's now had 12 rides at Gunsin Park for seven wins and five placings. So uh, strike, win strike rate around the 60% and 100% place strike rate. That's quite amazing. A uh, $2,750 online purchased by Jackie Crompton paid dividends. The three-year-old uh, Billy... Uh, winning Foxy Rose, making it two out of two in Queensland, winning the 1,400-metre Class B. She's a filly by uh, Fox Wedge, a first-up win at Barron Down. Uh, she led throughout and held off Queen of Main Street for Dave Reynolds and Angela Jones. And uh, just a, uh, a couple of the owners there 
looking for some country horses and uh, uh, Jackie and Wayne have uh, picked up a very good filly there. She's uh, very well bred. Uh, the winning jockey there was Hannah Richardson and uh, she bookended the program, Hannah, with uh, the all-the-way win on Craigley Arion on the 1,800-metre benchmark 60. Uh, that was Crystal Johnson's first runner at Gunsin Park and uh, she was quite impressed with the facilities and it certainly won't be her last, uh, she has told uh, club officials. Craigley Arion was coming off uh, the win the previous week at the Nanga getting out to 1,600 metres uh, at that country tab meeting and backed it up uh, a week later, winning over 1,800. So they obviously found uh, a niche for Craigley Arion and uh, certainly won't be his uh, last win. And the other race was a maiden plate, and it was won by Verve for Andrew King and Olivia Webb. And the Gunsin Park has uh, a special place for both of those. Andrew King's only other winner came at, um, at uh, Gunsin Park and Olivia Webb the apprentice is based in Brisbane with Barry Lockwood. Uh, her first career winner was at Gunsin Park at the uh, previous meeting. Uh, so uh, they combined there with Verve. Uh, Verve was having start 27. He was blessed with a glorious rails run by Olivia getting right through up along the inside to uh, claim victory. Now, there was a good crowd turning out there and uh, once again, the track drew plenty of praise at Gunsin Park. The next meeting there is July 31. That's the news I have this week on Bushburg. Good on you, Brett. Thank you for that. And we look forward to catching up with you at Eagle Farm when the Battle of the Bush final hits town come June 26 on Tats Day. We've covered a heck of a lot of territory on Bushbeat this week, but still a bit of ground to cover. On the weekend in South Australia, it was Hawker Cup Day on Saturday. The Hawker Racing Club with their once-a-year program and having a look at the replay on the Thoroughbred Racing SA or the Racing SA website... Great win by Fulton Street for David Jolly and apprentice Angus Chung in the North Point Toyota Hawker Cup. Sizzling Bullet was screaming down the outside for Felicity Atkinson but just couldn't run Fulton Street down. Galaxy Falls ran third and uh, all of the uh, the prize money there going off to uh, the Hawker Cup with Fulton Street. Good day in the saddle for Angus. Uh, rode a treble, started off the day in the Maiden Plate 1400 on a Cyrus for Scott Westover, beating Illusion Date and Redenzo Bullock. The second race was won by Felicity Atkinson aboard the Chris Harrison trained Another Whisper. That was the 1100-metre Maiden Plate with Another Whisper, a big winner by five lengths over Zipper D and tied away. It was a tight finish in the benchmark 58-1100 race three. Alana Livesey was successful on Jackpot Johnny for Trevor Montgomery, defeating Shoe Bacart and Golden Physician. Then it was the Cup, Fulton Street ahead of Sizzling Bullet and Galaxy Falls. And Angus Chung wrapped up his treble with the 0-54 uh, handicap race 5 over the 17.50 and a near full-length win for the Damien Moyle-trained City Beats beating Ice Hunt and Orleans. Well done to the Hawker Racing Club with their program there on Saturday. And good luck to all of the race clubs who are in action this coming week. The tab programs today, Rockhampton, Thursday at Townsville and Saturday at Bowen. The Battle of Bush qualifiers this weekend. We're off to Bar Calden and Gainder, and it's Gainder Cup Day. That's also a leg of the Coast to Country Series. It's in June Cup Day on Saturday. Mount Isa Cup Day Saturday as well, and Mount Isa will host the next of the Outback Racing Showcase heats. And uh, also on Saturday, Cairns Jockey Club have the uh, next leg of the uh, Magic Millions Far North Queensland up-and-coming Stayers Series, the Rob Kosh Memorial Series there that we've been following as well on Bushbeat over the last couple of weeks. And one last little uh, congratulations that we need to throw out. We have to say congratulations, Bubba Tilly, who's one of the uh, the true characters of racing around the countryside. We've seen Bubba at plenty of country tracks over the uh, the last few years. And great to see uh, Les Bubba Tilly with his 500th career winner, aboard the Matt Crop trained lorry 
in the Colts and Tires and Geldings Maiden Plate Race 7 at Clifford Park, Toowoomba on Saturday evening. And Bubba posted on Facebook, great to get to 500. Let's hope the next 500 come faster. Wouldn't be where I was today if it wasn't for Nan pushing me along to make me uh, happy. I'll always be grateful for her being so true spoken. Been some high and lows, highs and lows, but all behind me now. Next 500, come at me. Come at me. Good on you, Bubble. Congratulations on posting a career milestone there. As always, folks, uh, if you want to catch up with any of the uh, podcast replay of Bush Beats, available each and every week on our Radio Tab Wooshka page. Just Google Radio Tab and Wooshka and you'll be able to uh, find the link there. We also put the link out on our Twitter handle at Radio Tab Oz and also goes up on the Facebook page of our good friends at On The Bit Racing Australia. Thank you to Rob Luck, Andrew Watts, uh, Peter Rowe and Brett Moody for joining us this week and we look forward to catching up with you next week on the show with all of the country news once again on Bush Beat.